Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome into another great edition of Strong Style. I'm your host, Jeremy V. Impact York, here to talk about everything MMA and pro wrestling that happened from the week that was. This would actually be last week's stuff. Uh, man, this week has been like a Royal Rumble. It is uh, every time the buzzer goes off, it seems like there's a new challenge to take on. And so we are just now getting this show to you late in the week. Um, lots to talk about. And uh, I think we'll just dive right into it. We're going to start with Raw, as we like to do. Um, I really, I really hope they're letting Bobby Lashley hold on to the belt beyond WrestleMania. Um, it doesn't feel that way, but I really hope they do, because he deserves a big moment. Uh, but Lashley and MVP come out. Miz and Morrison come out. McIntyre and Sheamus come out. This is obviously just going to lead to matches down the road. Um, the fact that MVP is still dinged up is interesting. And it's interesting because I don't think he's fake. It's, I don't think this is storyline related. Uh, I think he royally did something to his knee. Although he makes a pretty good, he makes a pretty good manager. Because he can run his mouth. He comes out there, he, he can interfere when he needs to. Um, he can even use the cane. I, I don't think he's going to because he don't want to break it. But I, I think that is that was one of the missing pieces with Lashley. Because Lashley can talk, all right? He's, he's not the world's best at it, but he's not bad. He's not terrible. He still gets his point across. He had some pretty good promos in Impact Wrestling. But him having MVP ne- next to him, I think just puts him on that other level. Maybe the one they were hoping he would get to. I think he's been at it anyway. But uh, they come out, and, and of course that led to McIntyre versus Miz. Miz is back to jobbing out for at least now uh, high-card guys, main event guys, and not mid-card guys. So 
Um, McIntyre, they're trying to make him look strong because he's going to take on Lashley at WrestleMania. We know that. Um, I don't know what they're doing with the women's division, especially the tag division. It's, it's, I'm really starting to believe Peyton Royce, even though I didn't start with, is that every time you turn around, it's everybody else's filler and the same handful of uh, women are, are in the top spots. Now, they were dealt, spoiler alert, they were dealt a little bit of a blow for their WrestleMania plans because Charlotte tested positive for the virus. So they did a quick pivot there. We'll talk about uh, early next week what in the world they did this week that was just, I didn't like it. I don't like it at all. It's uh, not even, I don't even want to even watch the match. And that's that's just and that's no disrespect to the to the women involved in it because they're both really good. Just they rush things. They panicked. They looked around. They rushed things. Because you got plenty of time to build up to things. You got plenty of time to see if Charlotte's going to recover. You got plenty of time to to see all kinds of stuff. And they just blew it. Just blew it. Um, the new day took on the hurt business. And the New Day are your new tag team champions for Raw. Uh, I think they're going to have some other stuff with the Hurt Business. I don't know if they're going to split them up. I wouldn't. But I think they're one of the best factions in the WWE right now. And I really like what they put together. But uh, they did drop the belts to the New Day. Of course, that'll set up a, a good WrestleMania rematch, more than likely. Although... Um, AJ Styles, and I can never remember the guy's name. It's not Orion. It's Onus or something like that. I call him Big Dude. They they come down, and it looks like New Day and, and them are actually going to tangle, which leaves the Hurt Business tag team of Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin kind of out in the middle of nowhere again. Uh, there was a really cool moment where Bad Bunny and Priest are talking in the back. R-Truth comes up. Uh, he has all kinds of, since this was 316, that show, or actually it was 315. 316 was the following day. He had a lot of Stone Cold stuff, including the, the Flame and Skull belt and some uh, some cool little uh, trinkets and stuff like that. And Bad Bunny, you know, he, he gives Bad Bunny the, the Smoke and Skull belt. So now he technically has two. And uh, Bad Bunny says, hey, you know what, R-Truth, you've, uh, you've actually been such a good guy about all this. Um, I'm going to give you the 24-7 belt back. He's a, and it, it genuinely looks like Truth is floored by it. And uh, so he takes it back and then runs off because, of course, he's chased by random people. But uh, I thought that was a good moment because uh, Bad Bunny had a good run with it. I, you don't want to have him lose. Even even that belt, you don't want to have him lose going into his match with The Miz coming up. That's that's why having The Miz job out to McIntyre makes no sense. Because now you're making him look weak going into that as well. And it just, it's not a good look. And I, I want to see what they're going to do with Priest. They seem to think very highly of him. I think he needs to, he needs to be around a little bit longer before you really, really push him. But I honestly think they promoted him. It's hard to say promoted because they're, they're, all three brands are kind of on the same level. 
but I really felt like they brought Priest to Raw to take Keith Lee's spot because uh, his absence has is, is been pretty interesting lately, and we're supposed to get an explanation soon. Hopefully it's it's nothing bad because Keith Lee is uh, another super guy, but it looks like Priest is actually taking that spot to me. Uh, speaking of which, he took on Jackson Riker with, of course, Bad Bunny and Elias in um, in tow of both of them. Priest ends up beating Riker. It's a good match. Riker's a good worker. Always has been. And at the end, The Miz smashes Bad Bunny with a guitar. Pretty much saying, challenge accepted, game on, whatever. That's in. And uh, Bad Bunny, welcome to the world of pro wrestling, where you can get smashed with a guitar, whether you expect it or not. Uh, the Shane O'Mac Braun stuff, I, I, it just, I say this so many times that it's, it's almost, I'm almost sick of saying it, but I'm just going to keep saying it because it keeps happening. When you have an organization like the WWE who spends, I don't know, millions of dollars in anti-bullying campaigns, and then half their show involves bullying. It's just ridiculous. Because what is Shane doing to Braun? Oh, he's bullying him. He's trying to say lack of intelligence, he's just a big meathead, that kind of thing. He's trying to, oh, I have money, I come from, I come from prestige, I'm better than you. But he's doing it in a bullying way. Uh, this time it was with all the, the the green slime. I thought it weird because they're not partnered with Nickelodeon or anything like that. Not that I know of. It was uh, just kind of a random thing to use. It worked, but you know, at some time, at some point, there's going to be a payoff for that. And it seemed like Shane. Uh, I, I just I don't understand why Shane is the one falling on the sword for Braun get him right back in it like this. You had Alexa versus, or you had uh, Alexa came out. And then you had uh, Oscar versus Shayna. Oscar gets to that one. Riddle versus uh, Mustafa Ali. Of course, Riddle wins. Uh, or it's not Mustafa, it's Mustafa. That's what they're saying. That's fine. Um, it It's almost looking like they're going to break up that little faction too. And I don't know why it hadn't been around that long. They really, when they first started attacking people, it was something. Now they've just kind of floundered to these random mid card matches, which, you know, I said they were mid card faction, but they just, they just seem to have no favor with the writing squad. And it's, it's just baffling. It really is. Uh, let's see. Let's go to NXT. You had Finn Balor, Karrion Cross, uh, Birch and Lorcan. They ended up uh, in a tag match that we will get to in a minute that actually impacts a lot more than they previously thought. You had Loomis and Theory. Of course, Loomis wins that one, but uh, Austin Theory is, is uh, when you're seeing his personality kind of bloom a little bit. He's a lot like a taller, 
Gargano as far as his mannerisms. Now, he's paired with Johnny at the moment, so maybe that's where he's getting this. But I, I feel like he's he's elevating his game, and he definitely he definitely is doing some stuff that will will help him down the road. Uh, the fact that Loomis is running through all them is pretty funny. It's, it seems like uh, every member has a different obsession with him for some reason of the Gargano squad there. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, the Adam Cole Kyle O'Reilly feud. I feel like it's going to result in one getting brought to one of the other two shows. I think one of them are. I said I hate saying call up because they're technically on equal playing field. A lot of people think it's Cole. I mean, it could be. It could be Kyle O'Reilly. It it would be interesting. Uh, Bobby Fish still out injured, so we don't know where he's at. But uh, the fact they put these two together will be pretty entertaining because they've known each other practically their whole professional lives. So you're going to get something really, really fantastic. Um, Now, we had Legado del Fantasma. Super cool name. Take on Breezango. And um, the tag division NXT, I would actually say the women's division as well, are the best in the WWE. The raw tag tag uh, tag situation's okay. But it just seems like in NXT you care more. There's more colorful teams. There's more teams you can either get behind or really, really dislike. I mean, who's not to like Brizongo? But Legato Del Fantasma. They come out and they they put on a show. They are fantastic. Of course, they're with Santo, Santos Escobar. But, yeah, this, this match is incredible. If you get a chance to go back and rewatch it, you should. Uh, I'm pretty sure Phantasma won this. But, I can't quite remember. Anyway, uh, Jordan Devlin made an appearance to challenge Santos Escobar to basically determine who the best cruiserweight is. Between those two, I don't know. It could be either one of them. Uh, we had Zoe Stark versus Dakota Kai with Raquel Gonzalez down at ringside, of course. Uh, Io Shirai made a appearance later on, but uh, they think real highly of Zoe Stark because we saw her in Impact Wrestling in, like, February, and then by, like, March, she was, she was in, um, she was in NXT and, and on television, but her and Dakota Kai had a really good match, it was one of the best matches of this particular night, of course, Dakota Kai getting the win there, I still feel like 
they're going to split her and Gonzalez. I feel like one one of them are going to get pushed to one of the other shows. Uh, you get Martel versus Champa because Imperium and uh, Champa are kind of at odds because Thatcher got hurt in a match with them and and uh, so he's kind of defending everything and then we get the return at the end of it because Champa wins then Imperium attacks and Walter has returned. A lot of the UK guys are finally allowed to get out of the UK, so they've come back to NXT. And so Walter is one of them. He has came back. Um, this is going to eventually set up Champa versus Walter, which is just going to be off the charts. But for now, they just continue to attack it. You had LA Knight, who took on August Gray. LA Knight is eventually going to... or. Him and Bronson Reed are, are not done. We'll put it that way. They are not done. It's going to benefit them both. But LA Knight gets to win there because August Gray is barely out of training. Now we had Karrion Cross and Finn Balor who took on Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch, the tag team champions. Burch gets hurt during this. He falls funny on his shoulder. Oddly enough, from a move from Karrion Cross when he was clear in the ring, not intentional. You can see it's just an incidental thing. But he hits. He immediately rolls outside, is uh, kind of hunched over next to the trainer, and he does not finish this match. He, uh, I think he eventually goes to the back before the end of it. Um, and what injury does he have? Well, he has a separated shoulder. The same exact injury that Karrion Cross had when he had, uh, what, six, eight months ago or whatever, when he had to give up the NXT title he had just won. So we will see. I think they're going to make him give up the tag titles, which sucks. They were doing a really good job of defending those. But it happens. And uh, we will we will see from there. My guess is a big tournament because... This, they didn't, you know, the injury didn't happen against a team that they could have moved the titles to. That's why they didn't. Because uh, Lorcan ends up actually beating Finn Balor. So we'll we'll see what they do. Because I, I think we're going to, I mean, we just had a tag tournament. So at some point, you, you take the top two or three teams and put them in a match and, and go from there. You know, maybe you do MSK and uh, Legato de Fantasma and a Grizzled Young Vets or something, you know. that I would take those teams. Maybe something like that. If you need a fourth, Rizongo. But uh, NXT, they were, they're setting up a lot more storylines, probably for the TakeOver event happening right at WrestleMania. They're setting up more stuff, and they did a good job of still keeping the action up but also in developing these stories. And in SmackDown, Sasha defended over Nia, whatever. Um, Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura got into it. He was kind of taken up for, uh, for his buddy Cesaro. 
the Street Profits took on the Mysterios. The Mysterios actually won. Great. It, it, was, uh, it was a good match. They are the better wrestlers. Anyway, uh, but then right behind that, the Mysterios took on Alpha Academy. Alpha Academy wins that. What does that prove? It proves that these, these three teams on top of uh, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler are all going to be in some little four-way something coming up. You had Sami Zayn take on Corbin, where uh, Kevin Owens was down at ringside. Corbin wins, as you sh- as you should in this situation, even though I still got to stick by Sami Zayn's there so much more than, than he's, he's getting. It's almost becoming comical now. Um... The Biggie Apollo saga is still going on. It's Shayna versus Bianca Belair. Um, finally, Edge versus Jay Uso. Of course, Edge wins, so he is going to be the enforcer at pay per view coming up between Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. And as you can tell, SmackDown just. Um, I don't know. It's, sometimes they don't connect the dots, I think. And it just comes off flat. Impact Wrestling. Finn Juice, the new tag team champions, of course. Finn, uh, David Finley and Juice Robinson took on Triple XL. Good match. You would think that that wouldn't be the world's best matchup. It's actually pretty good. Uh, the Good Brothers show up at the end. And Ben Juice lets them know, hey, oh, yeah, we have no problem giving you your rematch. It's just going to be later on in, like, April because we're going back to Japan. And so they did. So right now the Impact World Tag Team Championships are being defended in, in New Japan. That's interesting. Because a lot of people go, well, I mean, there's no way they're going to lose them while they're over there, right? They, they could. They, they could. It's impact call on that. But you also got to think that if they were to drop them to somebody and then win them back a day later or something like that, then that could happen. But also, if they lose them, even if they immediately regain them, that shows a little bit of weakness on their side. So... I don't see that they would do that. They'll probably keep them at least until they come back, whether the Good Brothers win them back or not. But this whole, you know, it's one of the few crossovers that are still being held up. Uh, Rhino from Violet by Design took on Jake, who had Storm and Sabin with them. Of course, Rhino ends up winning, end up uh, all meleeing in the end. I don't know who Storm and Saban and Jake are going to add to theirs to be the fourth, but at some point we're going to get an eight-man multi-match like that. We'll see what happens. Uh, Rohit Raju defeated his friend uh, Shara. I don't know why they've already broken them up when they just put them back together. But Rohit Raju has been one of the underlying good stories of Impact Wrestling in the last couple of years, that he's solid. He's a great performer. He's been doing some really good things, whether on his own, the the conniving part, the things like that. He he's he's really been doing pretty good on his own. 
that was a big multi-woman match that involved almost everybody on the roster. Jazz ends up with the win over Kimberly. It's setting up where Jazz is going to take on Deanna Perrazzo because Deanna has pretty much ran through everybody else in the division. So why not bring in Jazz, a big legend, to uh, have her job out to her too. Sammy Callahan took on Trey Miguel in what looked like the blow-off of their little feud. As good as Trey Miguel is, Sammy Callahan gets the win here and maybe moves on. I don't really know where they're going to go with it. But it's a good main event. Real good main event. Uh, that moves us to AEW. Where we had Penta El Zero Meadow. Or Miedo. Working on my Spanish. I really am. He took on Cody. Cody ends up winning with a roll-up. But, you know, the two of them had kind of gotten into it in the last couple weeks. And then for this to just kind of be just kind of there. Because, I'll be honest, they didn't do much with it this week. They have already moved Cody on to a, a different kind of feud going on. And he's also in a sling. So, I don't necessarily see any more being made of that. But it's good to see Mieto back on television. He'd been gone for a while. I think he got dinged up pretty good. Um, other things you need to know. The new faction of uh, Pinnacle is what they're calling themselves. MJF, Wardlow, Sean Spears, FTR, and Tully Blanchard. Man, I like this team. I, I like this faction. I, I like the double heel factions, too. And and I don't know if that means that Jericho's band of brothers here are going to go good. But there's going to be some fun feuds and some fun matchups out of that. You can almost run an entire pay-per-view off matches of just those two groups. Maybe they will. Um, Matt Hardy, Private Party, and the Butcher and the Blade took on Jurassic Express and Bear Country. They're a pretty cool little tag team that just come along. Hard to call them little. They're big dudes. Uh, but Matt Hardy ends up with the victory. He gets the pinfall in that one. The Good Brothers took on Moxley and Kingston. Uh, the Young Bucks actually come out and uh, towards the end. But Moxley and Kingston actually end up with the win over the Good Brothers, which, once again, like I said, doesn't make a lot of sense because it makes them look weak now. With uh, the Finn Juice stuff coming up. Phoenix took on Angelico. This was really good because Angelico can can go flip for flip with, with Phoenix, but in the end, Phoenix gets the win. Then they have a lights-out, non-sanctioned match that uh, was Dr. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. The one note I wrote down about this, Thunder Rosa wins, but the one note I wrote about it was OMG. And this is good, OMG. Uh, If you ever want to see two ladies just, just pillar to post, just tear each other apart, these two did. And it looked... I mean, it reminded me of old NWA throwback of like, you know, Dusty Magnum TA, those kinds of things where it just, it was just a bloody battle. Just absolutely fantastic. Uh, well done. I had, I had heard about it 
before I saw it, and I was like, I don't know about a, a big bloody battle like this, that AEW is really starting to push things like that, but this was well done. Well done. That moved us to Ring of Honor, where Ray Horace took on Eli Isom. Uh, Ray Horace, big, big veteran. Uh, he's part of the Mexa squad. Uh, the, the guy is really, really good. If you look up his history and the things he's done, he's uh, he's unbelievable. Uh, and Eli Isom is a guy that a couple years ago came out of the Ring of Honor Academy. They were trying to push him, or they've been trying to push him a little bit here and there. He's, he's usually thrown in as the extra person in a multi-man match, things like that. Uh, here lately, he's been kind of standing on his own, and I think they really like the kid because he gets the victory over Ray Horace, and it wasn't one of those, oh, that was cheapy. No, he straight up beat Ray Horace after a very good back-and-forth match. If you don't have Honor Club, find some way to YouTube or something and find that match and watch it. It's it, Eli Issa, man. He, he does some, some really, really good stuff, and, uh, and it's a big win. Congratulations on him on the big win. And then in the end, we got Lofacion Ignorables, who took on the Foundation. This is the big faction battle that is going on here. And LFI ends up with the win. They just, in the end, overpower them. And that's hard to say with the Foundation, because you get Rhett Titus. You get... Jay Lethal, you get Jonathan Gresham, and you get, gosh, I can't think of his name now. But those are four of the best pure wrestlers in the in Ring of Honor. And LFI just smashed them. But now let's get into some UFC, MMA, all this kind of fun stuff. Let's start with the uh, Brunson Holland card that was last weekend. And that, uh, let's see, things you need to know about. Let's see, looking over it, uh, Macy uh, Chison beating uh, Marion Renault. A unanimous decision after the three-round bout. Thought that was, that was really uh, fantastic. Um, and, of course, on the main card, you get Ty, Ty Tuivasa, who had the first round 49 seconds and KO of Harry Hunsucker. Just impressive. Uh, Adrian Yanez with the third round KO of Gustavo Lopez. You get uh, Montserrat Conejo, unanimous decision winner over Cheyenne Baez. Uh, Max Griffin's uh, first-round KO of uh, Song Kanan. Man, that was fun to watch. You're sitting there watching it. Song starting to battle back. Song starting to do some good stuff. This did have been a good, good first round. And then Max Griffin catches him. And then catches him again. And then drops him and it's over. And then finally, the five-round exhibition that Derek Brunson put on of Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland, like he, he just... He looked like his mind wasn't there. He, looked, he didn't look like he was in the game to me. 
And uh, he was he was too busy talking to like Khabib at, at ringside and Dana and, and announcers. And, and then when he tried to buckle down and be serious, Derek, Derek Bunson already won three rounds. So not much you could do at that point outside of knocking him out. And he didn't. So big win for Derek Brunson. Kevin Holland's got to get his mind straight. It's uh, it just kind of ridiculous when you really think about it. But uh, good for Derek Brunson. Now, let's preview UFC 260, which is tonight. Uh, there is one early prelim. I don't know. That's probably UFC Fight Pass, something like that. Uh, that is Marc-Andre Berolt. Middleweight contender there to take on Abu Azatar. That should be good. In the actual prelims that I believe are on ESPN. You're going to get Shane Young taking on Omar Morales in the light heavyweight division there. It's a pretty good battle. Uh, Modestas Bukaskas is going to take on Michael Alenschuk. Alenschuk. Uh, Jared Gooden is going to take on Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov. Hannah Goldie is taking on Jessica Penne. Alfonso Menafield is taking on Fabio Charent. Luana Panero is taking on Randa Marcos. And then, of course, that's the, uh, the prelims. Get into the main card. The main card, Jamie Malarkey is taking on Kama Worthy. Miranda Maverick. Back in action against Jillian Robertson. That was going to be good. I'll tell you right now, that was going to be good. Thomas Almeida is taking on Sean O'Malley. About time we see Sean O'Malley back. I think he'd gotten hurt before. Uh, be interesting to see the hair color along with uh, if, he, if he can pick up where he left off. And then we get Alexander Volkanovsky is taking on Brian Ortega. get Tyron Woodley taking on Vincent Luque. And then the main event, defending his heavyweight championship. Stipe Miocic is going to take on Francis Ngannou in one of the most highly anticipated bouts since probably the last time Stipe fought, which would have been Daniel Cormier's last fight. Uh, Francis Ngannou is, is maybe that guy that can knock Stipe off. But how can you doubt Stipe Miocic? Every time you do, he wins. I do think there's about a 20-pound difference in the two of them. I think Stipe was right at 235. Francis was about 260. So we'll see if that plays uh, plays anything into it. But for my money, give me Stipe. Uh, You know, Michael Bisping had put that out on Twitter. That, uh, hey, who you got in this? And I was like, it, come on, it's it's Stipe. You have you have to take Stipe. Stipe's main gig is being a firefighter, and his sub main gig is being the heavyweight champion of the UFC. How can you not pull for this guy? And that's another person, Francis Ngannou. He's a good guy too. You can't hate him. Stipe's going to win this. I, I 100% believe that. I could 100% be wrong, but I 100% believe that 
Uh, Steve Bay's going to win that. Uh, Bellator is actually coming up. They're finally returning. Uh, Bellator 255 will be next weekend. I will get more into the big matchups next week on the show. But uh, let me just throw these out here real quick. These are two the two headlining matchups. Neiman Gracie against Jason Jackson and Emmanuel Sanchez against Patricio Pitbull. Yeah, that's part of the Grand P, that last one. That uh that's that's just gonna be incredible right there. And uh, I I'm looking at the card now and it is it's just loaded. And I want to wait and see him finalize it. Is why part of why I'm not talking about it right now. Hey, Bellator's back. Bellator's back. We're going to get UFC and Bellator every weekend now. Every weekend. How crazy is that? How crazy is that? Uh, and of course, even though it happened last night, um, actually, you know what? They're going to tell me the results anyway. Last night, Ring of Honor had their anniversary show, their 19th anniversary show. I'll go ahead and tell you the results. Uh, Brian Johnson defeats Eli Isom, LSG, and uh, Danhausen. He's no more contender for the ROH TV title. Um... Shane Taylor Promotions uh, defeated the Mexican squad to retain the Ring of Honor six-man championship. Looks like the Mexican squad are going to maybe split up because they just couldn't seem to keep it together, which is a shame because I really want some good contenders to go against Shane Taylor Promotions. These guys are way too good to just be beating people who can't get their act together. Uh, Tracy Williams, that's who I couldn't remember a while ago. Tracy Williams defeated Kenny King to win Dragon Lee's World Television Championship. Uh, I guess Dragon Lee had to pull out because of injury or something. I, I honestly don't know why Dragon Lee wasn't there. He, he wasn't. Flip Gordon defeated Mark Briscoe. Uh, they're trying to help build Flip up, and what better way than to have one of the Briscoes uh, have a good match with him. Dalton Castle defeated Josh Woods. Looks like Dalton Castle would re-sign because we all thought that if he lost here, then he was, was going to be good good to go and out the door. Looks like he's re-signed. Uh, and this one ended weird because Silas Young hit Woods with a chair for not sticking to the game plan. Maybe because the game plan was to, for them to keep tagging and this was a solo match, but hey, you take what you can get when you're in Josh Woods' situation. You... Uh, you uh, take as many opportunities as you can. Jay Briscoe defeated EC3. And uh, it, it involved it involved a handshake, too. EC3 said that Jay Briscoe should shake his hand to prove that EC3 belongs in the Ring of Honor. Because remember, at one point, EC3 was at it was in Impact Wrestling and Ring of Honor. He quit Impact Wrestling for the second time. Well, he got fired one time. He got let go one time. This time, he, he walked out because he, he just he realized things weren't going to go right. So he, he decided Ring of Honor was going to be his new home, and 
Jay Briscoe did very did that very thing. He shook his hand and then he hit him with the J driller and beat him. But uh, EC3 sticking around Ring of Honor is is definitely going to be a good thing. Uh, looks like the the blow off of the Mexican squad happened <laughs> at this pay per view because Ray Horace defeated Bandito and Flamita. And uh, the three of them can go. I don't. I didn't even know they were a team. So the fact I didn't know they were a team a couple weeks ago until they won the titles, then lost them to Shane Taylor Promotions. So the fact that they've already split them up, okay. So Matt Taven and Vincent had a. Fight without honor, basically an unsanctioned match. This was supposed to end their big feud. Here's the ending of this one. Some big guy in overalls pushed them both off a balcony, threw tables onto the floor. Then carried them both out of the building. Yeah, colossal waste of time is what you call that. To use a Matt Taven term, looks like a bunch of Melvins. Uh, Maria Canellis announced a women's tournament to crown a new champ that will take place this summer. Wonder what happened to Sumi Sakai. Maybe she's staying in Japan or retired even. Uh, it's going to take place this summer. Angelina Love and Mandy Leon come out to, that, uh, they be given the title immediately. And, uh, even though Maria doesn't agree with that, she gives Angelina Love the chance to earn a first-round bye in the future TV match against Quinn McKay. I'll be honest, I don't know if Quinn McKay wrestles. I know she works out a good bit. I know she stays in real good shape. Maybe she wrestles, too. I guess we'll find out uh, on a future Ring of Honor television match. Jonathan Gresham defeated Dak Draper to retain the uh, pure title. Uh, Draper appeared to pass out while holding on to the ropes, but he was out of rope breaks when he locked in the rear naked choke. Uh, Tracy Williams and Rhett Titus defeated Kenny King and Bestia Del Ring. That would be Roosh's dad to become the new tag team champs. Uh, Titus with the full Nelson win on this. I, I like that. And it uh, looks like they're having issues as well over there. The uh, the LFI. And uh, what was a, a truly good main event, but I was pretty sure Champ was going to retain. He did. Roosh defeated Jay Lethal to retain the Ring of Honor World Championship. Champ kicked out of the Lethal Injection, then hit the bull's horn twice before pinning lethal. Um, after the main event, of course, La Fashion Ignorable uh, hit the ring. They start beating up Jay Lethal. Uh, Brody King runs out with Tony Deppin, Chris Dickinson, and Homicide. Yep, Homicide's back. Uh, they all beat the hell out of everybody else in the ring, including Lethal. So uh, maybe this is a new group we're going to see going forward. I'm not, not sure who Chris Dickinson is, but uh, Brody King's a beast. Tony Deppin is super, super good. 
and Homicide is a legend. So it should be a fun, fun little matchup there. Let's see, did I get into everything? Uh, Khabib officially retired. Um, of course, Marvin uh, Hagler passed away, which was unfortunate. Um, I want to give a shout-out to this was the anniversary of the passing of Charles Mask Lewis. He was one of the three people who founded uh, Tap Out. That was actually uh, about a week ago. Uh, was the anniversary of that? He, he was he was the most recognizable of three. Uh, it's it's fantastic what three guys just out of nowhere did with that with that brand. And uh, they hosted events. They they did more until sell T-shirts and uh, just uh, just it was super cool to remember a lot of the things I remember Mask being a part of. Uh, of course, you know, Juliana Pena was fired up. She called out Amanda Nunez. Nunez, that needs to happen sooner rather than later because all the points she made with Ariel Hawani, with Chael Sonnen, with everybody were 100% accurate. And uh, shout-out to uh, Raphion Stotts, who is an avid listener of the show, big Bellator fighter, and we look forward to your next fight. We look forward to your next fight. Look forward to talking about it. But that is all that I see to talk about for the week. Of course, we'll be back early next week. We talk about all the rest of the stuff from this week. But I am Jeremy Van Pagor. Thanks for joining us for another great edition of Strong Style. We will see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.